Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? going through a divorce. Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760, 800-306-1760, 800-306-1760, 800-306-1760, that's 800-306-1760. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it's uh, Wednesday on this program, and normally you know what that means, but as usual, you don't know what that means today because all sorts of stuff is going on. Obviously, there is a lot to talk about coming out of WWE. They released some more talents, and uh, at least a few of them uh, big shockers. I'm sure they're shocking for everybody individually, but if you watch all of the shows, some of them are bigger shocks than others. We're going to talk about that here on the show today. Everybody's asking the same question. Why? What is going on? Well, I don't have any solid news. But I certainly have some speculations about a lot of this, so we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Wednesday, normally, it is AEW. AEW is not airing tonight. It's airing on Friday. In fact, AEW will be preempted every single Wednesday up until the final Wednesday of June. So it's going to be some horrible numbers. Ratings came in for the show on Friday. Worst numbers they've ever done. We'll tell you about that, and a shocking note in the worst numbers that they've ever done. Obviously, that was uh, the go-home show for the pay-per-view, which just happened to be the second-best pay-per-view they've ever done in terms of buys. So we'll talk about that today as well. Also, the NXT show last night, a weird show. I mean, it's just weird. So we'll go over all of the matches on that show. I wouldn't call it a bad show. But it was definitely a weird show, and they're rushing. Like, this takeover apparently came out of nowhere, it appears. So they're rushing to try to make something for that show. We'll tell you about that. And uh, also the lineup for the AEW show uh, coming up on Friday. So if you want to text us here today, we're going to go over all of your messages. Text message line. Do not call. It doesn't work. You can text 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Back in a moment, Observer Live. It's time for some straight talk. 
You've got real work to do, but everyone's sucking up the free Wi-Fi faster than a mocha choco double frap on ice. So be your own hotspot. Now with Straight Talk Wireless, get 10 gigs of hotspot data with the ultimate unlimited plan. Just 55 bucks a month on America's largest and most dependable networks. You don't have to find a hotspot. You are the hotspot. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. No Mike Sempervivi. So it's not like Raw, he's not back after one show. We'll talk about that later. And this from the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. WWE is continuing to pare down their talent roster, including announcing on Wednesday that Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett have all been released. And then there's uh, some different information here about everybody. And uh, literally, that's that's like the the news aspect of it is those people have been released. Now, 
Obviously, there are rumors today that perhaps other people will be released. I don't want to see anybody released. Obviously, if there are rumors of names, I'm not going to say any names right here. I do know that the way it normally works in WWE, usually, and not always, sometimes people find out about firings on social media, but often they will actually call people and alert them. I've been told there are people with their phones off today. I don't know if that means anything or not. Hopefully, this is all of them. I would prefer if nobody had gotten fired, but uh, they're gone. Now, if you look at this list right here, I mean, some of them are surprises, and some of them would be less of a surprise. Obviously, the biggest surprise is Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman has most of what they love. He's big. That's actually the main thing that they love. He's a big dude, and he's a guy that they have pushed. If you look at the rest of this list right here, I guess the second biggest surprise would be Lana. And maybe the third biggest surprise would be Aleister Black. But if you if you really think about things, I mean... Murphy, they did the storyline with uh, Rey Mysterio and his son and daughter, and they got together, and it was like they did a storyline to get uh, Aaliyah and, uh, and Murphy together, and then they had absolutely no earthly idea what to do with it. It's like, well, what did you book a storyline for if you didn't even know what to do when they got together? So they get together, and then they drop off the face of the earth, and then we have one week where Murphy shows up he wants to be the, the uh, uh, disciple of Seth again, and then he vanishes off the face of the earth. So can I say that I'm surprised that they cut Murphy? No. Was Murphy a super talented guy? And it's like, how could you not figure out something to do with Murphy? Of course. You could say that with everybody here. But they were doing nothing with Murphy, and so he's out of there. Alistair Black. Paul Heyman loved Alistair Black. Paul Heyman, when he lost his position uh, helping to do Raw, uh, obviously, you know, when they had Eric Bischoff and, and Paul Heyman in charge of Raw and SmackDown, they weren't really in charge. But, like, Paul Heyman did have influence when he had that job. But still, everything had to go through Vince. You could see the way that Paul booked the shows. There were guys he wanted to do something with. And he would start, and then Vince would pull the plug. So he had a modicum of power, but it wasn't like he was fully in charge of the show. But clearly, he liked Aleister Black, and he wanted to do stuff with Aleister Black. And as soon as Heyman was gone, boom, Aleister Black drops off the face of the earth. He's gone. He's gone forever. They finally bring him back, and they start doing some vignettes. He's reading a book. And so, if you remember, and I would not blame you if you did not remember because of the follow-up, a couple of weeks ago, they were doing a main event on SmackDown, and Aleister Black returned. They had done a 30-minute multi-person match, and after all of this great wrestling, Aleister Black shows up, and it's a distraction finish. And actually, he got in the ring and was involved in the finish. But that was like the main event angle of SmackDown. Did you watch the SmackDown the week, the week after? He's not there at all. Zero follow-up. You know what the excuse was for Alistair not being on the show? We didn't want to rush it. Can you imagine? And obviously it's not the same thing, but it's just like the first big angle that I could think of. Remember when Hulk Hogan turned and joined the New World Order? Can you imagine if he wasn't, like there was no mention of the New World Order on Nitro the next day? And the excuse was, we don't want to rush it. You shot a major angle on SmackDown, and the guy wasn't even there. There was no mention of it the following week. Well, then he gets released. So, I mean, it's pretty clear that Vince just didn't want to do anything with the guy. And that's what happened. Alistair Black will talk about what he's talking about on Twitch here in a moment. Lana. You guys remember Lana and Rusev? The act was great. You had Rusev. You had Lana together. She would do the promos. 
He would kill people. Everything was great. So what do they do? Well, we can't leave good enough alone. We're going to break them up. Now, you guys remember when Rusev, uh, I think it was over SummerSlam weekend, like he requested his release, which I think he later denied. But like multiple sources said that he wanted to get out. And then eventually he was released. And the first thing he does, is he goes to AEW. Lana, meanwhile, they did the storyline where, oh, we want to get Lana over. So we got this plan, and that is we're going to beat her on every single solitary show, and that's going to get her over. Well, lo and behold, it didn't get her over. So then she's just floundering. She's doing random matches. I mean, everything that they had with, with Lana and Rusev that worked, they stripped all of that away. They wanted her to be a wrestler. It's surprising she was cut because they had used her all the time. So I don't know what the situation was there. Ruby Riot, I mean, Ruby Riot's a very talented wrestler. But, I mean, in my opinion, watching the show, she did not care at all for a long time. I mean, she went in there and she did her matches. You guys remember when they were kind of giving them that push and then they just randomly got a tag title match on TV and lost? And over WrestleMania weekend, they had night one of WrestleMania where they were going to do uh, a match where the winners were going to get a tag title shot for the women's titles on night two. The day of the show, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan were going to win that match. And then they were going to go to WrestleMania the next day, and they were going to lose when they challenged for the tag titles. But instead, they came up the day of the show, they changed everything, they beat them, and then they had Natty and Tamina win, and then Natty and Tamina go to WrestleMania and they lose which leads to a feud where they just keep wrestling. Why did they do this? It made no sense. I got no idea. You could watch Ruby on SmackDown, and she was she was there, but it didn't look to me like she was there. So uh, maybe she saw the writing on the wall. I don't know. And uh, Santana Garrett, you know, she had been in NXT, and uh, she was scheduled to be called up to the main roster. And she's waiting to be called up, and then they fired her. She never even showed up on the main roster. And if you look back at all of the firings uh, that we have seen over the last several months, uh, Santana Garrett was not the only one who was either set to be called up or had, uh, quote-unquote, officially been called up, never debuted, and then got fired. So then, of course, we've got um, Alistair Black was on Twitter. And uh, Alistair Black said that he was told that it was uh, budgetary reasons. And if you remember Alexander Wolf, uh, he also publicly stated that he was told that it was budgetary reasons. I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not. I'm sure you are. But uh, WWE is making more money now than they have ever made, ever, all time, in the history of the promotion, dating back to 1963. Stone Cold Steve Austin on top, Hulk Hogan on top, The Rock, all of that. They're making more money now than they have ever made, ever. They don't need to cut anybody. So what's the crux of all of this, okay? I'm not saying this is inside information. I have no idea, okay? But I do know, and I guess if you want to report this, you can. There are a lot of people in WWE, in and around the business, fans. It's no secret. Everybody believes Nick Khan is setting this company up to be sold. How do you say it's budgetary reasons when you're making so much profit? Well, it's budgetary reasons when you decide that there's a finite amount of money that you're going to spend on talent. So you could profit a trillion dollars, but if you decide our talent budget is $50 million, 
then you can cut somebody because now your talent budget is at $55 million, but you want your talent budget to be at $50 million, and so $5 million for the people need to be cut for budgetary reasons. Even though and you could easily up that talent budget to $100 million if you wanted to, but they don't want to. Why? Why don't they want to? Well, it very much looks like we are paring everything down. We are unloading people with large contracts. We are unloading people that we are not doing anything with. We are finding out that, in fact, wait, we got a social media department for TV and a social media department for the Internet? What do we need two of them for? What's with the redundancy? Oh, well, we got to get rid of one of those. Everything is being pared down. I don't know what's going on. But as an outsider looking in, talking to other people, obviously, I mean, who, who doesn't see this? They're setting themselves up for a sale. That is my belief. I guess we'll find out. It would explain a lot of things. We can talk more about this after the break. It's over live. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save 
yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just That's 800-399-3691. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. It pains me to have to say stuff like this, but I just have to because I'm sure many of you have been on the internet. I am not reporting that WWE is being sold. I am reporting that a lot of people believe that WWE is in the midst of what would be called due diligence. Remember when uh, WCW was getting ready to be sold? Due diligence. Any company. Due diligence. You look at all this stuff that's going on right now, this looks like due diligence. We're getting rid of large contracts. We're consolidating things. We're getting rid of redundant divisions. I mean, this Nick Khan's an aggressive dude. And there's a few things to think about, too. UFC, do you remember when they sold for $4 billion? You don't think that Vince's ears perked up at the idea that UFC sold for $4 billion and everybody was talking about what an incredible deal that was for the people that, you know, Dana and, and the Fertitas and they bought UFC for pennies and they it was going out of business and they built it up and they saved the company and they built it into this big deal and they sold it for $4 billion. What a story. Well, look at the early days of WWE. Brandon Thurston, I am told, is someone who does not believe that they are setting up for a sale. And apparently the reason is that he doesn't believe that Vince will ever give up control. Maybe he's right. Because Vince has never, never even come close to giving up control. Except when he believed that there was a possibility during the early 90s that he might go to prison. And so he was going to decide, well, who's going to take over if I'm in prison for a few years? And then, of course, obviously he would come back. That never happened. So, even though Vince has never wanted to give up control of WWE, do you guys know what Vince also has always wanted? He has always wanted to be a business success. How long? You know, guys, you guys remember the first time that Vince used the term sports entertainment? It was like 1985 on an episode of Tuesday Night Titans. Probably even earlier than that. Vince has been wanting to be a media mogul. Ever notice how he always feuded with Ted Turner? He was never feuding with WCW and Eric Bischoff. In in storyline, in his personal canon, he was always feuding with Ted Turner, the billionaire media mogul. That's what he wanted to be. So when you think about it, the idea that Vince would never want to give up control, he would always want to be in charge, etc., etc. Dude, that's all true, but guess what? Vince is old. And think of the story of Vince McMahon buying this company from his father and struggling, working down at the shipyard or whatever he was doing at the time, and building this thing up and ultimately selling it for like six, seven billion dollars. Way more than those Fertitas sold UFC for. That's quite a story. 
The story of Vince McMahon, that's quite a legacy to build it up and sell it. The other thing you got to think about is let's look at what UFC was sold for, $4 billion. Obviously, if Vince sells, you know Vince is. We gotta, we gotta, uh, our, our announced attendance has to be larger than the Super Bowl, even if we lie. Our, our whatever, it's always got to be bigger. He wants to sell for more than $4 billion. If he sells, clearly, and I mean, they've said it before, like Hunter has said and Vince has said, we're always listening. Our ears are always open. We're, we're always open to offers. Well, if he gets an offer, he ain't selling WWE for $3 billion. He would be selling it for in excess of $4 billion. So let's look at their, their current television deals. They got deals with uh, uh, NBC Universal and obviously Fox, and those deals are worth uh, $1.2 billion over five years. All right, so you can do the math. Think about how much money these uh, television uh, companies are paying WWE per year. Okay, so if you're paying hundreds of millions of dollars per year for this contract, and and uh, combine it's over a billion dollars for X number of years. I mean, you got to think about the idea of how many years would it take off if we bought this thing? You buy WWE and you're not paying WWE for these television deals. This is not money you're just throwing off to to pay for this deal over five years. You own it. You own everything. You can do whatever. You can merchandise it. Uh, obviously, they've already sold the network to Peacock. You've got this WWE. You can put it wherever you want. You can do these numbers. The numbers aren't what they used to be, but they're still great numbers. And you pay nothing for it. Uh, in, in, obviously, you're paying for the, the purchase of the company. But once you're paying for the purchase of the company, you're not paying for a television deal. So there's a lot of reasons that Vince McMahon, as a businessman, getting on in years. And I'm not saying Vince is about to die because his mother's still alive. She's like over 100 years old. He could be around for a long time. But you're getting old. This is your opportunity to sell this thing for billions and billions of dollars. That's your legacy as a businessman, not as a wrestling promoter. As a wrestling promoter, what's Vince's legacy right now? Well, it went like this, and then it went like this, and then it went like this. But as a businessman, it's gone like this. And it would go even higher if he sold the thing. I think he's setting up for a sale. But who knows? That's my, uh, that's my opinion. We're going to uh, talk about more news here, but I do want to uh, give everybody the opportunity to uh, send in some uh, messages here, and there are a lot of them. This person here says, I'm not the first to say this, but between the cost-cutting departmental reorganization and Nick Khan's growing power, Peacock content rights deal and everything else, it sure feels like Vince McMahon is getting ready to sell. Well, yeah, we just talked about that, but that's that's the deal. Uh, Hamish here says, uh, Alistair Black says, any reports claiming Vince was not high on his character were untrue and confirms that he pitched returning to NXT. Well, hey, I don't know. I mean, that's the story everybody tells. Well, Vince liked me, but then, you know, somebody else fired me. And obviously, Vince is the be-all, end-all. I mean, maybe you could argue if something else is going on, maybe Vince isn't the be-all, end-all. But right now, he is the be-all, end-all. So, I don't know. But um, I'm pretty sure all of these cuts went through Vince McMahon. Because they all do. Because he's Vince McMahon right now. Down the road, maybe that's not the case, but now he's in charge. With the release of Lana and Ruby Riot, 
WWE now has two female tag teams on the main roster. Mandy and Dana and Natalia and Tamina. It's pretty bad. But hey, we can make some more makeshift tag teams if if need be. A lot of people writing about Aleister Black right here. Aleister Black blaming budget cuts and everything else for his release. Not Vince McMahon, prime example of why people are being brainwashed in WWE on such a rapid rate. Well, if they tell you that you were cut for budgetary reasons, you can fairly say that I was told that I was cut for budgetary reasons. Doesn't necessarily mean you believe it, but you can say that you were told that. Which is, in fact, I don't know if everybody was told that, but I can count, uh, I mean, there were several that have been public and several that have been not public. And I know that that's what they were told, that this was for budgetary reasons. Which, again, does make you think about due diligence heading towards a potential sale. Because if Vince is in complete control and they're making all of the money they're making on profits, I mean, there is no budgetary reason to cut anybody. See what we have in the text message bin right here. I'll get into uh, NXT here in a while, but obviously a lot of people uh, talking about this. Oh, I had a, I've heard a lot about this one here today as well. I can't recall the people involved, but I vaguely recall releases years back, and Braun made some mean comment on Twitter about implying it happened who didn't work hard or something like that. Yeah, he had a uh, he had a Twitter comment a couple of years ago that uh, did not age well. And I have had multiple people bring that uh, bring that tweet up to me today. Is Twitter the worst thing to ever happen to the world, or is it just me? I mean, I use it, and there are you know some benefits to Twitter, but man, this Twitter and social media—I've said it a million times. The biggest problem here's a pro. Here's here's I should make this clear: the problem is not Twitter; the problem is the usage of Twitter, because. In the old days, if you thought something really stupid, you kept it to yourself or you told a close circle of friends. Now you think something really stupid and you put it out on Twitter and the whole world hears about it. And then, of course, invariably, you're going to say something that's going to make a lot of people mad and then your feelings are going to be hurt. Oh, I can't believe someone didn't like what I, my opinion. And then you get all frazzled and then you write even dumber stuff on social media and it's a, it's a, it just goes down the drain. So I don't mind. Uh, I mean, if you want to use your social media, you can. But, man, I can I can barely go on my Facebook. I don't read any comments on Twitter except when I'm really feeling it for comedy purposes. But it's just so much stupid stuff. You don't have to tweet everything that's on your mind. You're allowed to keep it in your head. If WWE is possibly looking to sell... How does he rumored attempts to partner with New Japan play into that? I don't think it has anything to do with anything. Like, I don't think who they partner with. I mean, obviously there would be, you know, how can I say this? If they're looking to sell, if there's anything controversial, they're going to get that out of there. I don't think there's anything massively controversial with partnering with New Japan. So I don't think that would have anything to do with anything. So uh, there you go. When we come back from the break, by the way, we'll talk about uh, NXT. We can talk more about this, and I will open up the phone lines. So if you have thoughts on any of this, intelligent thoughts, 844-913-2727. It's phone number, 844-913-2727. Back in a moment, Observer Live. 
I'm Ron Barr. All my life I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. When you begin a new business venture, it's easy to get excited and want to tap into different markets. But spreading yourself too thin can result in missed opportunities to capture an engaged audience. Instead, stay focused on your niche and constantly optimize your products and services. Create organic SEO growth because it drives trust. And be sure to reinvest in your digital marketing. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's the perfect season for a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Summer Sale Event. Save up to 45% on secure PCs built for business with Windows 10 Pro. You'll also find great savings on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and other accessories to help boost productivity. Plus, enjoy free shipping on everything. Do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL for business specials during Dell's Summer Sale Event. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. All right, before we go to the phones, we got more news to get into here very quickly. Yes, the Dynamite numbers finally came in. Still no raw numbers, by the way, but uh, it's looking like it was uh, down uh, double-digit percentage-wise. From last week, which was not good. So I think Raw got massacred on Memorial Day. The uh, Dynamite Show, 526,000 viewers, down 35.9% from the previous week. Obviously, it was going to be horrible. It was airing on a Friday night at 10 o'clock. So previous low was 633,000. 
It was the lowest NXT number of all time. And uh, for all you dorks celebrating, the most... I mean, I can't even. I can't even. The show on Friday at 10 p.m. did a .20 in 18 to 49 which nearly doubled NXT's 18-49 on Wednesday in their own time slot with a championship match. Bro. But that's a terrible number, and uh, it's going to continue to be terrible throughout all of June. And uh, for those of you that don't like AEW, I'll, I'll make you feel a little bit better. This number doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. The number doesn't matter next week, and the number doesn't matter the week after. Because these numbers don't matter when the show is preempted to Friday at 10 p.m. Now, if you want something that does matter, it is that this will be their normal time slot for their show that begins, I believe, in August, the Rampage show. This does not bode well for Rampage. Now, granted, perhaps once people get in the groove of knowing when the show is on and watching the show, it will do better. But I know that the idea is that Dynamite is going to be an A-show, and Rampage is going to be an A-show. And if Dynamite is doing double the numbers of Rampage, it's very hard to argue that they're both an A-show. One is just, it's invariably a B-show. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how the numbers do this coming Friday night. But uh, very, very low, lowest numbers ever. This coming Friday, uh, we do have Young Bucks versus Pac and Penta. We have Dustin versus Nick Camaroto in a bull rope match. We have Cody and Lee Johnson versus QT Marshall and Anthony Agogo. Britt Baker will celebrate his title win. And Christian Cage will team up with Jungle Boy, and they will be facing Private Party. So that is a lineup for the AW show coming up on Friday. Now, last night's NXT show, I mean... Last week, they did a .13 in 1849, and uh, watching this show, if they do a .13 in 1849, I think they're going to be lucky, because last week's show was a way bigger show than this one. Last week, you had Karrion Cross defending the NXT Championship against Finn Balor, not some random NXT guy, Finn Balor, who was sent down from the main roster, he was the biggest name star in all of NXT, that showed it a .13. Well, uh, this show had nothing resembling that. And uh, it was not a bad show, but it was a very frantic, frenetic show. Uh, the Brian and Vinny show last night, we did a retro show. Thank you, by the way, everybody who listened. Thank God it's over. Uh, but we went back to 2005 in every conceivable way, including old, horrible audio quality and telephone communication with Grady and all this other stuff. And we watched... A, uh, we watched uh, the debut of Impact on Spike TV. Very interesting to watch in hindsight, by the way. That show was very frenetic. It was like boom, 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 action. Eight million things happening. Eight million people debuting. And like I remember at the time liking it as somebody who watched a lot of Impact, but watching it in with 2021 eyes and not having kept up and not knowing where everything was at that time in 2005... I'm like, what is going on here? Why is so much stuff happening? Like, there was more stuff happening. I can't say there was more stuff that happens on a normal dynamite, but there was a lot of stuff happening. 
That's what this show felt like. And this was not a debut on Spike TV. It was a random NXT show. So it opened with Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, and Kyle. This is the opener. They got to take over in a week and a half. And they just did a title match last week. So now it's like a scramble to find out what the main event's going to be. So they do Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly. The winner is going to get a championship match against Karrion Cross at TakeOver. They wrestle. It's a pretty good match. I can't say it's a great match. But then, all of a sudden, Adam Cole just returns, and he destroys everybody with chair shots. And he's destroying everybody, and he's smashing them, and they send out the geeks to break it up, and William Regal comes out, and Cole starts screaming at Regal, and Regal chases Cole backstage, and then... They go from there to an exclusive WWE Network, which doesn't even exist anymore, and it's not exclusive, with uh, Legato Del Fantasma talking about a match later on. Then they have LA Knight coming out and uh, doing a promo. And uh, this was actually, they had another thing in here that, I mean, I don't even know where it's at, but it's somewhere, but we'll get to it. So then LA Knight comes out, and then we go to Hit Row doing a promo, and then we go to LA Knight and Jake Catalyst. There's five segments in a short period of time with five different things going on. Jake Atlas faces LA Knight. Distraction finish, of course. Ted DiBiase comes out. And Cameron Grimes. LA Knight is distracted. Jake Atlas pins him. And then uh, DiBiase is out in the back, and he's talking about, uh, well, this uh, this guy dropped the ball. And, uh, yeah, a million things. So then Cole storms to the ring. Cole gets in the ring, and then he calls out Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross comes out. Him and Cole are arguing back and forth. It was actually, I mean, we could talk about it in more detail when I'm done, but it was a very good back and forth because Adam Cole is great, and Karrion Cross, when put in the position to be a normal, angry human, he's much better than doing the uh, the gimmick with the smoke and the, all of the other weird stuff. Uh, when he's when he's MMA fighter Karrion Cross, that's when he's at his best. So him and Cole were good, and then Regal comes out, and. Uh, Basically, uh, Karrion Cross wants Cole. Uh, actually, Karrion Cross wants everybody. Cole wants Karrion. Regal ends up coming out and he announces it'll be a fatal five-way in the main event of TakeOver. I'm exhausted recapping this right now. If you're exhausted, I don't blame you. So then we have a, a Candice LeRae promo backstage with Indy Hartwell. And Indy's listening to these uh, 80s power ballads in 2021. And she's sad. And then Dexter Loomis shows up, and he puts on the headphones, and he cries. We have a uh, video for the debut of uh, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, and he ends up debuting against Kushida. They had a pretty good match. And uh, Kushida beats him. And uh, they announced Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight for the uh, TakeOver show. Frankie Monet does a promo. Candice and Indy defeat Zoe Stark and Zeta Ramir. I mean, I, I can't even do this. Zeta debuted, and she got a big win, and then they've done zilch with her since. And then Zoe Stark is actually really good, and they have been doing stuff with her. But now what they're doing with her is they're teaming her with Zeta Ramir, who cannot win to save her life. And now she's just like, she's just buried. I shouldn't say she's buried, but by buried I mean she's just buried in the low card here. And they lose to Candice and Indy, and I was depressed. We have a Mercedes promo. We have a Diamond Mine promo. We have an Ember Moon promo backstage. 
And then uh, they announced Poppy is back. That's like six things in a row. And then finally, it's MSK versus Legato del Fantasma. And both teams are very good. I mean, the, the match was very good. And uh, Escobar's out there. He's interfering. And uh, finally, Bronson Reed comes out. And it's the usual distraction finish. MSK wins. And I will say it was awesome because there was a spot where um, uh, Ijo del Fantasma's outside. And all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, Bronson Reed just flies in and he just smashes this guy against the wall and kills him. That was awesome. So the match was good. Like I said, there's a lot of good stuff on the show, but it just felt like so frenetic. It's just, we got to do this, we got to do this. We got Not even head-to-head -head with anybody. It's just boom, 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 all this stuff going on. There was another segment where Ember came out and Regal screaming at her. I can't even find it in my review. It was just one of a thousand things buried on the show. Bro, I was exhausted. So, I'm going to take a moment to breathe, and I'm going to go to one of the five callers on the line. Let's keep this quick, everybody. You're on the air. What's going on? Going once, bro. Going twice. He's out of here. I'm still here. Oh, sorry, dude. You took too long. All right, let's go to uh, Fort Madison. You're on the air. What's going on? Fort Madison, hello. Hey, Brian, I have a, uh, an alternate theory on. Yes, go ahead. Hello? Yes, go ahead. All right, the show's off the rails, dude. <laughs> can someone help me out here? Who can I count on? Norristown, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, Brian. Scats here. Hi, Twitch homies. Uh, I'll keep this quick. Um, if you think that WWE is trying to sell, we've heard that they've had uh, negotiations for something relating to New Japan. It seems weird that you would try to have a partnership with New Japan if you're looking to sell. Why would you think, if, assuming they're still trying to do that, why do you think they'd be doing that if they're looking to sell WWE? Scats, what does a partnership with New Japan have to do with a sale? Well, I mean, would the buyers of WWE also want to have this uh deal potential with New Japan as well? Well, you could ask it about any... Have you, you could literally, Scats, you could ask about anything they're doing booking. <laughs> like, you could say, well, would the buyers really want Roman Reigns to be the champion? Would the buyers really want uh, Drew McIntyre? Like, that's all booking-related stuff. Like, a, a deal with New Japan would literally be, we have a working agreement, and we're going to send some folks over there to have matches. Like, I don't see any of this being anything that would hamper a sale in any way. It's just one of one of random whatever deals they've got. So no, I, I I don't think that I don't think that a deal everyone's overplaying this new Japan deal thing. It would not be like Okada and Tanahashi coming over here, working raw, doing super shows. It's literally like we're gonna send some guys to you. Not even top guys. Well I mean they claim top guys, but that's what it would be. And it's not like I don't think there would be like a huge monetary uh, money changing hands between the two sides. It would be like we're working with you. I mean, they're working with uh, they were working with Evolve for a while, and uh, you know I'm sure they've got other deals where they're working with this person. So I don't think unless there's something controversial about it, unless there's something where like you know somebody would be looking and go, oh my god, I can't believe that uh, New Japan did this or that. Unless it's something like that, nothing has anything to do with anything else. Sale is merely the sale of the company if there were a sale in the works, and video game deals, merchandising deals, uh, talent, all of these deals. I mean, unless it's a controversial deal, it's just another deal that they've got. 
So no, I don't think that, that would have a a big deal on or a big uh, impact on anything going on right now. Harrisburg, you're on the air. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Tony? Anthony from Harrisburg. Uh, where would you like to see Braun Strowman end up? Uh, I feel like he'd be like a good fit for like Impact or maybe over in like New Japan because like AEW, they ever got so many like big guys. I feel like he might get lost in the shuffle. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I want to thank you very much for the call. Well, like I don't know. I mean, Braun Strowman is a big dude. And he is right up the alley of New Japan. They love big foreigners. And I'm sure that he could do big, clubbering, mean guy matches. Do they want him? I have no idea. Does he want to go there? I don't have any idea. I mean, AEW cannot hire everybody that gets released from WWE. He is a big name. Uh, Impact, I mean, it's the same thing. Everybody has a budget. And he was making a lot of money. So is he willing to take a pay cut? He's not going to make that kind of money going to New Japan. He's not going to make that kind of money going to Impact. I don't think he'd make that kind of money going to AEW, but I don't know. So we're going to see who goes somewhere and who's out of the business. Back in a moment, Observer Live. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this. But you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time.
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here. I got one last thing to say about these firings. Do you know the saddest thing of all of this is? Actually, even sadder than them getting fired. The saddest thing about all of this is that remember when they were doing that storyline with Lana and it was like, we're gonna, she's going to get so over, she's going to be the biggest star in the women's division. And their plan was like, we're going to beat her every week and we're going to make her cry. And when she does win, she'll like fluke into it and then we'll beat her again and she'll cry more. And what did I say at the time? I was like, she's never going to get over doing this. It's never going to work, okay? Even though I said that, the reality is, I don't know. Because in the case of Lana and Braun and Ruby Riot and Alistair Black and everybody else who was fired, they were fired in a pandemic where we're doing empty arena shows in front of a Thunderdome, where some bloke tells the fans whether to cheer or boo, and they push a button for cheers and boos. We never even found out if Lana actually got over with that storyline. We never found out how over or not over Braun Strowman was. We never found out if the people were getting to Alistair Black or not. None of them ever got the opportunity to get in front of a crowd where we could actually find out if the fans were super into them or not. They couldn't even wait a month to find out. They fired them. Sucks. So anyway, that's the that's the story. Hopefully nobody else gets fired. But if they do, we'll we'll have it up there on wrestlingobserver.com. You can always go to wrestlingobserver.com for all the news. I'll have stuff on my Twitter. If we ever get raw ratings, I'll put them up. Same thing all you wackos were uh, screaming at me about with AEW. I don't have the raw ratings. When I have them, I'll put them up. But hey, I want to thank you all for listening here today. All the support last night as well for the retro show. Really appreciate it. And we do have a big announcement coming in the next couple of days that I think some of you will be very excited about. It's going to be a lot of fun. And that's it. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. Oh,